At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Beginning our number two, Betting Across America, Dave Ross and Wes Reynolds coming to you from Circus Sportsbook. Of course, it is presented by BetMGM. Drama in the baseball world. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay. We don't have a no-no. We got a perfecto. We do. Through eight. How many pitches has Rasmussen? Drew thrown? Rasmussen through eight innings. By the way, six strikeouts, no hits, and no walks. Perfect game. Only 79 pitches. 79 pitches. We are on a break, though. I think a pitch and change for the Orioles. Oh. By the way, Razor up 4 Come on, nothing. they're stalling so, uh, out here. Yeah, yeah. Giving them a little more time to think about it. And uh, was just thinking about, actually, I was thinking about during the break, I was like, how many perfect games have there been? There have been 23 official wow. in Major League Baseball. I know the no-hitter has kind of lost a little bit of its luster. But uh, but the perfect game, yeah. And and, and Drew Rasmussen uh, just on point all day uh, with the Orioles. So uh, I'm trying to think. The last perfect game, I believe, was King Felix. That sounds like. Back in, uh, back in 2012. Man. I think that was the last well, one. That's just how rare it is. You get about one a decade. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and here we are on the verge of getting another perfect game. So we'll keep you updated there. And we're talking individual perfect games, of course, not the uh, multiple pitchers. In 2012, you're spot on. Our producer, Elliot Bowman, with the info. Uh, August 15th, is that correct, Elliot? August 15th, 2012. Yeah, King Felix. So you got to go 10 years. You got to go a full decade before you had the last perfect game. So we're embarking on that right now. Again, bottom eight, one out for the Rays. So some time to sit in, in, uh, in that dugout and wait to come out for the ninth. To the golf, and back to the golf. Rex, uh, uh, we just had Rex Hoggard on from the Golf Channel. Fantastic info there on the grounds at St. Jude's. And Will Zaltoris, we talked about him breaking through. If he wins today, mm-hmm. he jumps up to number one yes. in the FedEx. He would overtake Scotty Scheffler, who did not make the cut mm-hmm. uh, this weekend. Another rough days for, for Scotty is the world number one. So Willie Z really not only just winning and breaking through in the PGA Tour, yeah. which is just a matter of time, but hopping up to number one in the FedEx. And Zalatoris, by the way, minus 250 to go ahead and get this done. Sepp Straka, the second choice, 7-1. He is at 12 under, only even bar on his front nine a day. The first guy that more than likely is going to post is Lucas Glover, mm-hmm. who is currently playing 18. He is 13 under par, and I believe Glover 12 to 1. Colin Morikawa, one hole behind him at 12 under. He He's is currently to 14 to 1. Yep. Yeah, I think you got to get to 13 with any chance. Brian Harmon still very much in this mix, too, at 12 under par. He's got three holes left to play. He, I believe, at BetMGM, I'm seeing 12 to 1. 
everybody's either the favorite, like Zalatoris, minus 250, or kind of in the teens. Then you drop down to Tony Finau, 30 to 1, Andrew Putnam, 33 to 1, Trey Mullinex, JJ Spawn, 40 apiece. And I know our buddy Matt Humans, who's one of those rider dies with, with the Willie Z as well. Mm. They're waiting there, to catch He was a very, he, to be honest, he was a very popular pick this week. There are a lot of people that like Will Zalatoris, I know. I'm on him. I think Matt Humans is on him. Matt Brown from Primetime Action also on him. I think maybe even Kelly Bidlin, wow. uh, producer of Primetime Action. So uh, that would be a nice community win for VSIN Nation, I think, if Will Zalatoris gets this stuff. Yeah, it looks like, again, we'll see how he one-shot lead, but Lucas is going to run out of holes. He's on 18. So you would think right now Lucas has got to be thinking about birdie on 18 to post 14 under just to match Will Zalatoris, who's got uh, pretty much, what, eight holes still to play. Uh, let's get to a little preview for tonight's action because we do have one more NFL game on the slate. That's the Vikings taking on the Raiders out here in Sin City, and this number has ballooned up. You mentioned both uh, the side and the total have gone up. Now, the proclivity here is the overs are cashing at a really good rate mm-hmm. so far in the preseason. But, and, you know, we've got guys here, and you got to get the newsletter. Uh, and even a guy like Steve Mackinnon has said the key numbers for him in the preseason. The data shows once you get over that threshold of 37, yeah. uh, normally, traditionally, the number is going to play to the under. That it's, it's getting a little bit inflated. Mm-hmm. So if you didn't get the best of the number, and I think you're great about this on the network, saying don't chase those numbers, Yeah, it's now ballooned up to 37.5, and, and the side uh, has gone up to 5 for the Raiders. Would you stay away if you didn't get the better of those two numbers? Well, I mean, if anything, I wouldn't chase the number. I would play against it, and that might be what I do. I might take the Vikings here, Mm -hmm. actually, at plus five. Uh, Kirk Cousins, going to miss due to COVID-19 protocol, so it's going to be Sean Mannion and Kellen Mond basically playing a half a piece between the two of them. Not sure how the other starters are being handled, but I think probably the majority, at least, of the first stringers probably going to be held out without Cousins available. You look at the Raiders, uh, you know, Derek Carr, unlikely to play. Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, Max Crosby. So, you know, I know what we saw with the Raiders because betters like to see what they saw last. Yes. And, and they looked very good in the first week of preseason against Jacksonville. And we expect that offense is going to be very good. And one of the reasons they probably look very good is because Jarrett Stidham looked very good. And Jarrett Stidham is not going to guy that's going to be a season, <laughs> any action really in the regular season if Derek Carr doesn't get hurt. But... Jared Stidham has been in that system with Josh McDaniels up there in New England. Mm-hmm. So there's something to be said for that. And he looked clean there and he looked like, you know, he knew what he was doing. So I think there's something to be said from that. But yeah, this line really wow. just just looking at this, uh, you know, maybe Chase Garbers is going to play the fourth quarter like he did last week for the Raiders. But uh I don't think it's been officially announced, but I, you know they're betting it like Carr is going to play here. So if he, but if he is going to play, it's going to be a series. Yeah, it's going to be like, like Pat a series. Mahomes did yesterday and, for the Chiefs, and you know, yeah, he might lead him down on a drive like Mahomes did, or it's going to be a three and out, and it's like, eh, okay, buddy, we're not worried about it. Go ahead and sit. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be Stidham and Mullins for the for the Raiders, pretty much by and large. Garbers may do some cleanup in the fourth quarter, and then it's going to be Mannion and Mon for a half a piece. So. Yeah, I think this line is is a little bit high. And uh, just looking, I was seeing as high as five and a half, I think, at some places in the market. Let me uh, double check. Yeah, five at BetMGM. There is a couple five and a halves, though, out there here in Las Vegas and at a couple faraway places. You know, that's that's almost one where it's like, you know what, I'll take my chance. That's such a big number for the preseason. So small play for me on the Vikings plus five and a half. I'm with you there. I know that you and our producer, Elliot Bowman, got home yesterday on the Colts first half Mm -hmm. in that preseason game with the Bills. 
And I don't believe they ended up winning the game. I think the Bills no, came back No, the Bills won, got right? a late field goal, even though uh, at first, and, you know, I know because these games are stacked up, and look, uh, you know, people were pointing out to me as if I don't know on the Twitter machine, well, they want to show the starters for all these teams. I'm like, yeah, I know, but if you're going to have a game and people have invested three hours in watching that game, show at least end. do a split screen and show the conclusion, and they finally did that. I felt bad for poor Colleen Wolf at the NFL Network because she's I don't control it's this. I'm just in the studio with uh, David Carr here, breaking down the games and doing the highlights. I felt bad for her because she got a uh, she got a lot of grief from the Twitter machine. Not from me, I, I hope no. not, because I didn't direct my ire that way. But the point is, certainly, if enough. you're going to watch a movie, you want to stick around and see how it ends. Perfect game now over in Tampa Bay. Uh, Mateo with a leadoff double. Oh! Drew Rasmussen though, he's gonna. They're gonna let uh, Kevin Cash gonna let him try to finish out and get out of a jam here. Is uh, they're gonna get one out, but Mateo advances the third. So no perfect game, but nevertheless, six strikeouts, just one hit. Rasmussen, I believe, at like 81 pitches right now. So let him finish the game. Do we bear any of the responsibility? Does Elliot, our producer, take any responsibility? <laughs> digging up the numbers for the last time we had a perfect game 10 years ago. I, I caused enough Felix. trouble in, in life. <laughs> I don't want to bear responsibility for that down there in Tampa. But nevertheless, uh, jolly good show from Drew Rasmussen as he gets the standing ovation from the crowd there at the drop and, of course, in the dugout as well. So, yeah, they're going to let him go ahead and finish this up. Boy, I tell you, that, that, that it shows you, again, I think you nailed it with the, you kind of look at no-hitters versus perfect games. Mm-hmm. And that oh, no-hitters, we see more that we see the combined no-no a lot. Yes. That's happened again this year. And, and that's just not sexy. I know. And like, I'm sorry. I, and I get it. I it's understand smart why managers. And it's logical. Write, yes, I understand why. But it but it does it doesn't give you it doesn't thrill you at all. You no, know? and what it does is it takes away a great storyline from Major League Baseball. And they need more great storylines. And I I get it in April and in May, and they're like, We well, can't do it because it's so early. You don't want to blow out the arms. Sometimes you, you want history. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Johan Santana is the only metropolitan pitcher to throw a no hitter. Yes. He blew his arm out. But the bottom line is... <laughs> but it's okay, because we, we got what we wanted. We remember that he's the only guy to do it for the Mets, right? So it's like, you know, kind of one... You know, what, what would you rather have? He, he's going to go down in history, in Mets mm-hmm. history, he's the only guy to do it. Mm-hmm. But if he hadn't done it, would that have put more years in his career? I don't know, but that's what we attribute it to. I blew him out, that no-hitter. Right. Right? So, like, I don't know that it, we can just say quantitatively... That if he throws X amount of pitches, your arm's going to fall off. Yeah. Because Nolan Ryan, who had, what, seven no-hitters? I know. We're, we're the old school when Bob Gibson yeah. is like, yeah, I'm finishing the game. You I'm know, going to take me out of this game. Get your ass back in the dugout. <laughs> I'm going to finish this thing. So, so. at least I, I give the, the Rays credit for trying to get this done. Drew Rasmussen, though, a run does come in yeah. uh, here. So, uh does not get the Greg Maddox shutout. The vintage, Remember the Greg Maddox shutout, you know, 99 pitches or less. He would always get that because he was so good with the location, location, location. Uh, yeah, that was, a, that was a wild pitch. Yeah, pitching to former Ray Brett Phillips, who was traded at the deadline to the Orioles. And Orioles look like they're going to go down today, but they were a team at the deadline when they traded Trey Mancini. I'm like, why? Are you and they traded, to make the playoffs? And they traded their closers. It's like, go for it there, Peter Angelos. And Trey Mancini, by the way, sitting on the bench for Dusty Baker right. in Houston. It's like, you acquired the guy, you know, give him some ABs, but... 
Nevertheless, uh, this is a win the Rays need. The Rays uh, 59 and 53, the Orioles 59 and 54. So, you know, wild card battle going on, uh, certainly with these teams right in the thrux of it. And a quick update in the golf. Tony Finau just birdied 16. He's at 12 under, two off the lead of Wills Torres, who's teeing off on 12. Tony Finau might be the hottest player right now mm-hmm. on the PGA. Oh, he is the hottest player right now on the PGA yeah, Tour. Yeah, he certainly is. As uh, Will Zalatoris, Ooh. by the way, his uh, tee shot on that 12 has gone good. left. Uh, looks like, uh, I think it stays in the shorter grass, but it is to the left of the cart path. So Will Zalatoris now goes to a minus 165. He was minus 1250 or 250 a couple minutes ago. Plus 350 on Straka, uh, 10 to 1 on Brian Harmon, 12 to 1 on Lucas Glover. Harmon now to 13 under through 16. Lucas Glover, I believe, has a birdie putt just off the fringe here at 18 to try to tie one Mr. Zalatoris. We'll keep you updated with those changing numbers. And also take a look at the NFL when we come back for head coaches and uh, possibly some win totals, how they correlate with some of these first-year guys in the NFL. Come on back. It's Betting Across America here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. today. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all of your favorite wagering options, along with thinking game betting, boosted odds specials, and much, much more. Download the BetMGM app today or stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open up an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Back alongside West Reynolds, I am Dave Ross. We roll on. Betting across America very quickly. We do have some breaking news here. You're going to a concert tonight. I am. I'm going to uh, ride over there at the Mandalay Bay, a 
MGM property, by the way, the House of Blues. Oh. Uh, there is a band out of Atlanta, Georgia. They play a couple originals, but they're basically mostly covers called Yacht Rock Review, Yacht Dave. Rock you, Review. You know that's right in my wheelhouse, too, because it is music of the 70s and 80s, so I'm looking at the set list, and I've seen them before uh, play a lot in the Midwest. Haven't played a lot on the West Coast. I think this is the first time they've really toured out here. And, you know, you're going to hear a lot of uh, a lot of Christopher Cross, a lot of oh, Doobie yeah. Brothers, a lot of Toto, uh, you know, a lot of Boss Skaggs, you know, like that, that's right in my wheelhouse, man. Well, Kenny Loggins. I have one question. Will you dance? Oh, I'll dance. They'll have, they'll, they'll, they'll have to probably send a video to me. I'll have to send a video to uh, John Katzelmotis, otherwise known as Johnny Katz. He's the entertainment reporter out here in Las Vegas for the Review Journal. And he's like at a show every night because that's his gig and that's the industry he covers. Gig. It's a great life, oh, yeah. too. And he always posts the videos, groovers of like random people dancing. So I uh, see that. I they'll, see they'll that be sending the... one of Johnny Katz on my behalf. I got to see that on the Twitter machine. That's for sure. Uh, we mentioned there's one game, of course, tonight with the Raiders uh, against the Vikings. And you look at some of the, the new coaches in new places uh, across the NFL and how it might correlate with some of the win totals that we see. One that we really, I feel like, has been not talked about a whole lot is down in Tampa. Mm -hmm. Because Todd Bowles right now, we know Todd Bowles, obviously, with the New York Jets. And now with Bruce Arians stepping aside and Bowles takes that over, the win total is 11 and a half. Now, that's plus a dollar if you think they're going to get to 12 wins, uh, just to the under minus a dollar 20. Some of these other names, Nathaniel Hackett, first year there in Denver, they've got 10. You see O'Connell there in Minnesota, nine and a half. For those of you who don't see the screen, the lowest number on the board is Lovey Smith, the four and a half yeah. wins in Houston. And Matt Eberflew's first year in Chicago at six and a half. Doug Peterson's interesting to me at six and a half, along with Brian Daybold at six and a half as well with New York. And there's Dennis Allen at eight and a half. Josh McDaniels, the same number out here in Vegas. Of those numbers, let's start with Bowles at the top. Boy, that's like, I'm glad to see Todd Bowles getting another shot. But talk about expectations. Yeah, yeah it's a you, lot. You've got to win 12 games in your first year to cash that number. Yeah, I have not bet it yet, but I would lean to the under. Mm -hmm. I did bet the Saints over, by the way, Dennis Allen of eight and a half. I think that that's going to be a competitive division, really, with those two. I think the Saints are a little closer than the market thinks. But you're starting to see it go to the under. Not only Todd Bowles gets a second chance as a head coach and obviously was the defensive coordinator down there and I think did a really super job. He's an excellent defensive coordinator. He's won the assistant of the year, I think, a couple times. Yeah. So you feel like, you know, at least on the surface, there was going to be some continuity because Bowles moves up, Arians moves upstairs, so Bowles is now the head coach. But Byron Lefwich still runs the offense. You still have Clyde Christensen, uh, quarterback coach extraordinaire. Mm -hmm. You know, worked with maybe the two best of all time in Peyton Manning and Tom Brady. So uh, I think, uh, you know, his work Is and his advice chicken, chicken and his wisdom yeah, yeah. Has, has been pretty good. So he's got a lot of credibility. So you think offensively it should be there. But the one thing that's starting to concern you a little bit for Tampa Bay it are all these injuries. Yep. We knew that the offensive line was going to take an adjustment anyway with Ali Marpet retiring, and then also the other starting guard uh, goes ahead and signs for Cincinnati. I don't know why his name always escapes me, but it did just momentarily. And also the fact that Ryan Jensen, you know, got hurt. So mm -hmm. you're just looking at this offensive line, and now all of a sudden you're seeing a starting line of Donovan Smith, uh, Aaron Stinney, Robert Hainsey, Shaq Mason, who comes in from the Patriots, and Tristan Wirfs. That's not a bad offensive line, but certainly your depth has been hurt, I think, with these with with one guy retiring, one moving on, and now Ryan Jensen being out for the interim. Receivers, they're loaded at receiver yeah. with Mike Evans and Godwin. They brought in Julio Jones basically to be a backup. 
you have Grayson, you have Tyler Johnson, Russell Gage, Scotty Miller. They're not going to miss it. They're AD. loaded. Yeah. They know that they have a 45-year-old quarterback because they've loaded that up. You look at tight end, they got Cameron Bright, Kyle Rudolph comes in as a free agent, Leonard Fournette, Rashad White, Keyshawn Vaughn in the backfield. So if, if as long as this offensive line isn't totally the walking wounded, you would think that this offense is going to be good. But do we start to see some age on the defense? Uh, you've got some guys over there with uh, now Akeem Hicks comes in from mm-hmm. the Bears. But, you know, you've got some veterans here and uh, they, they don't have JPP anymore. So they've tried to get a little bit younger. But I would I still lean a little bit Tampa Bay under. I think those expectations, I don't think there's a clear team to beat in the NFC. I'm with you on that. It feels like it's too much to ask. Again, sure, could they get to 12? Absolutely. But I think the smarter play would be the under at 11 and a half. And again, Opening up small favorites on the road at week one against Dallas, uh, which is going to be a great primetime matchup there. Then the Saints, who they traditionally struggle yeah, with Yeah, Saints mightily. dominate them, except in that playoff game, of right? course, last year. But. <laughs> so there it could be a, a rough start, potentially, in the Packers in week three and the Chiefs in week four. I mean, that is a rough road to hoe mm-hmm. early on for the Bucs. They come out of there two and two. I wouldn't panic, but I think that's realistic that you look at that schedule and think, it might be a little bit tough for sweating early, might get better late. I, I just got distracted for yeah. a moment because Mr. Las Vegas, the one and only Wayne Newton, is oh. doing the national anthem with the uh, golden microphone there at Allegiant Stadium. So uh, back to business. I just saw uh, a beautiful Mr. Va- Mr. Vegas up there at Allegiant Stadium uh, singing the uh, Star Spangled Banner. And I mean, when, when you're a legend like Wayne Newton, I mean, th- this is exactly what you do. You show up for Vegas events. Uh, we mentioned this game, of course, with the Raiders and the Vikings. Let's go get those two coaches now. It correlates uh, with their teams this year. Kevin O'Connell, first year in Minnesota, right? And I, I know there's detractors of Mike Zimmer out there, and mm-hmm. he's gone, and he kind of held him back. That's the that's the thought process. Now it's like green light go for O'Connell. But that win total, now, minus five. you think this is going to be a 10-win football team, juiced to the under 9.5 at minus twenty-five. I like this team a lot yeah, less. Yeah. It does feel like a big number, though. I have not bet the win total. I did bet them to win a division at 3-1 to one because I do think O'Connell – and Kirk Cousins and what is now another contract year. He signed a one-year extension, but this is going to be a big year for Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Now he's got an offensive coach. He brings in uh, O'Connell, who didn't call the plays, but was the offensive coordinator for the Rams. Wes Phillips also comes in, the son of Wade Phillips, to be the offensive coordinator at Minnesota. You look at Minnesota, and this is an offense that you would think should be good. They got to be better on third down. They were good in the red zone, but you just looked at the numbers offensively, and they were still really good numbers, even though Mike Zimmer got a lot of criticism. I think maybe it was more for the play calling mm-hmm. and some of the decision-making because Zim's kind of an old-school coach, you know, yeah. defense and run the ball. But you look at the weapons Minnesota has. You have uh, Justin Jefferson, one of the best young receivers in the game. You have Thielen. Uh, you have K.J. Osborne. If Irv Smith can kind of, you know, go with the guy that they drafted and maybe step his game up a little bit. Cook and Madison are as good of a one-two punch in the backfield that you're going to find. But the offensive line's got to mature. You now got Darishaw in his second year. He was a rookie out of Virginia Tech yep. at left tackle. So if that offensive line is a little bit better, I think this team's going to be very good offensively. It's just too. can the defense, you know, find its way. Because sometimes the defense, they just they stayed out on the field too long, couldn't get any stops. And I am high on this Minnesota team. And it's more than I'm high on the Minnesota team because I think some people that like the Vikings – Maybe think that the Packers are going to be, you know, not as great, and maybe they and maybe they won't be. But 
I don't think the Packers are going to like fall off the face of the earth. Nor I think Minnesota I. is coming to get them, not necessarily the Packers falling back. I'm with you on that because I actually think that the Packers, the strength of the Packers team this year might be their defense. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, when you look at Green Bay, mm-hmm. that's how good that defense could be. And you're right. Minnesota's offense should be really good. Mike Zimmer's not there anymore because of defense. That's what he was known for. That yeah. was his calling card. And the defense really got out of whack here the last couple of years there. So they need to improve that defense to hit. And that's an underdog I like in week one. And I especially like it in terms of a teaser play. You could mm. tease that through seven. Yeah. You know, anywhere, get seven and a half or eight, eight and a half on the teaser. Minnesota's getting Green Bay right away. I think that's good for them because Ooh. that's a statement game, I think, for the Minnesota Vikings, getting them up in Minneapolis to say, okay, are we really going to be a contender for this division? So that's something to keep in mind. And, of course, on the other side tonight will be the the Las Vegas Raiders. You look at their win total very quickly in the last 90 seconds that we have. We know this is going to be the division of death. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to be arguably the best division on paper in the history of the NFL. That's how good top to bottom the AFC West is. I'm stunned you can still get plus 650. I mean, that number hasn't really drifted. If anything, you're getting better numbers on it now. I, I don't think there's that much of a difference separating these four teams. I think a lot of it is the schedule. Uh, and really, all of them have a tough schedule. But the Raiders, I think, have one of the toughest schedules in the league. I have not bet this as of yet because I think eight and a half is about right. But they did benefit from some luck last year yep. on the way to a 10-7. to seven. Uh, They were 4-1 and one in one-score games. So that's something you always want to look at because oftentimes that regresses from seasons in the season. Keep in mind, this Raiders team, 10-7, and seven, but they were minus 65 in point differential. If you're seeing a minus 65 point differential, you're thinking 7-10. and 10. Mm-hmm. Offense is going to be good. They're going to score a lot of points, but I think the defense still has a lot of question marks. When we come back, we're going to talk with Mark Drumheller. He's going to join us from Yahoo Sportsbook about more of the NFL and some teams he might have his eye on as well. Wills Altouris, by the way, still has a one-shot lead over Brian Harmon right now as he plays the 13th hole. Come on back, betting across America, right here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. VEASAN.com to learn more. This is Betting Across America on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The college football guide is out now, and the NFL guide is coming in just a couple weeks. So start your football season off on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including team trends, power ratings, over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, divisional finishes, and player awards. So remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. So sign up early, and for a discount of $175, you're going to receive the college and pro football betting guides along with full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl. Or you can join us for just $40 a month and see everything VEASAN has to offer to up your betting game. So go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, we are watching right now the Vikings, I believe, had to punt. Mm -hmm. Jared Stidham will be the starting quarterback for the Raiders. No Derek Carr. Yeah, one of the reasons I think you did see the Raiders get support is because everybody kind of saw last week against Jacksonville Okay, Jared Stidham, yeah, he's a backup quarterback, but he has been in this system with McDaniels and mm-hmm. Mick Lombardi and you know a couple other position coaches that came over with McDaniels out here to Las Vegas. So uh, that's why you saw him get bet. I took the five and a half at Apex with Minnesota. We'll see how it works out. I just thought that was a little bit of an overreaction from what we see in a preseason. That was a three-point move. 10 degree. Let's see how that plays out here. Let's bring in Dr- uh, Mark Drumheller here, sports betting analyst from Yahoo Sportsbook. 
And Mark, let's start right there with the preseason and how much do you, do you take away from what you see here in the preseason and try to extrapolate that into the regular season? What are you looking for in specifics? Not too much from a team perspective. I think you get a good idea of some of the players. Like I saw, you know, we saw George Pickens have a huge night. Um, he's somebody to keep an eye on in the Pittsburgh offense. And you can see these guys, you know, uh, give flashes, you know, uh, you know, some of the receivers on Green Bay as well, you know, to kind of show that maybe a team that, uh, you know, might have came into the season with, you know, some questions at the wide receiver position, you know, might have some viable options there. So um, more on the individual from a team perspective, not too much. Like, listen, I'm from Philadelphia and I remember we carved up the Packers uh, with Chip Kelly and Sam Bradford. He went like 13 for 13 in the first <laughs> quarter and we thought we were going to the Super Bowl and, you know, fast forward to the end of the year and everybody's fired. You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, there's really from a team level, not too much. Um, to kind of take in, you know, as far as the performance is they're just kind of getting ready and they want to see some of the depth from the players. Speaking of Philadelphia, Mark, and I don't know if that's a team that you're high on this year, but uh, Jalen Hurts, 6 of 6, 80 yards and a touchdown in the opener against the Jets, even though the Jets get the win, 24-21. But, you know, that's what it's going to be about. I think a lot of people love this Philadelphia roster where they say, hey, they might even be more talented in the in the NFC East than Dallas is, even though Dallas still the small betting favorite for that division. Uh, are you one of those amongst the chorus that are high on the Philadelphia Eagles this year? I am, but in relation to the rest of the division, like some of it is very high on Philadelphia. I did bet the plus 300 for them to win the division when they announced the A.J. Brown trade on draft day. So being in Philadelphia gave me a little bit of a head start there. I was kind of excited that that type of dynamic player, um, you know, in the offense with Devonta Smith. But it's more of so many question marks with the other teams in the division. You know, you look at the Giants and Dallas, um, they seem to be. You know, in a little bit of disarray, defense, you know, really made their way with a lot of turnovers and, you know, things that might not translate into the next season. And I think the Giants and Washington both have huge question marks at the quarterback position and, you know, not really sold on either coaches being able to kind of get those teams over the hump. So it was a combination of those things that. I really think makes things fall in place for Philadelphia. Um, you know, as far as like winning the conference, we got to pump the brakes and stuff. But the NFC East, I think they're definitely live. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think it's, it could be a two horse race between the Eagles and the Cowboys in the NFC East. Wes and I were just talking about the uh, AFC West as the Raiders, by the way, move into Vikings territory in their first drive. How do you break down that division? Because I, I look at it and I go, I mean, it feels like a grab bag. One to four, how this thing could could finish out in the pecking order. How do you break down this division going into week one? Yeah, I, I really like the Chargers. Uh, you know, they made a lot of um, improvements on defense, and that was really what held them back. Like, if you remember that, you know, incredible game where they played the Chiefs towards the end of the year, and it, I think it was like, you know, both teams scored in the 40s. Herbert and Mahomes going back and forth. Mahomes gets the ball last. He ends up winning. And it was when they went on all those fourth downs and didn't make it, you know. <laughs> so you kind of see that they have the offense. It's just, you know, can the defense come around? Bring in Khalil Mack, Jackson, you know, in the secondary, those guys. I think it's going to make a huge difference. And I think KC is going to take a small step back, right? Like, we don't want to bury KC. They're going to be in the mix, obviously. But I think they're really going to miss Tyree Kill. Patrick Mahomes in those high leverage situations, those third downs really went to him a lot on those quick screens, um, those types of plays. I don't think they're going to be there. And I think, you know, without him in the offense, I, I think they're going to take a little bit of a step back, which kind of opens it up for the Chargers. 
Uh, the other two teams, I think, very good, Denver and Las Vegas, but it's just unfortunate they're in, in that buzzsaw of a division. Mark, any teams that you're particularly looking to fade, maybe in the season wins market or kind of week to week as you go throughout the season, some teams you're not so high on here for 2022? Yeah, I think it's Washington. So I talked a little bit about that earlier. And um, being from Philadelphia, got to see a lot of Carson Wentz, right? And he went to a situation last year with the Colts where everything was served up on a platter. Couldn't have been a more perfect situation. And they failed miserably, like for as far as expectations are concerned, right? So now, you know, he comes over to Washington, they bring him in. And it's not really all about the quarterback position. Um, to me, it's more about the secondary. You know, it, it, last year, third downs, Worst passing defense in the NFL from EPA uh, and success rate perspective. They really didn't do anything to kind of help the secondary. We know going into the season, the refs are going to be all over illegal contact. They're going to be watching that stuff. So teams with a rough secondary, I think, are going to have a rough go, especially in the beginning of the year. And I'm just not convinced that this Washington team is going in the right direction. I love Ron Rivera as a person. You know, I think he's a good coach, but, you know, 11 years in the league, Three times he's won more than seven games. So I think people are a little bit high on Washington just because of some of the playmakers that they brought in, but I don't think they have the pieces there to really take advantage of those players. Talking with Mark Drumheller of Yahoo Sportsbook. And Mark, I want to go to the NFC West because I have not fired any future plays as to who's going to win this division. I feel like there's a clear line of demarcation with the Rams and the Niners and the Cardinals, a very tumultuous offseason to say the least. And we know Seattle without Russell Wilson feels like an extreme long shot. I'm surprised the Rams aren't bigger favorites. You get plus money here, plus dollar twenty-five at BetMGM to win the division. Am I missing something there? Should we fear the Rams and maybe not that Super Bowl hangover that people seem to fear? Yeah, I'm down on the Rams. So I did bet them under the ten and a half. Um, I listen. Are they going to fall off a cliff? Probably not. But there's just some things you look at the offensive line, and that's really what makes that offense work. Right? Is you know the offensive line and. You know, they lose Whitworth. You know, they they lose Corbett, Austin Corbett, to Carolina. So they lose some pieces there. Now you have Cam Akers coming back off injury. Looks good. Okay. But, uh, you know, just really kind of concerned. And you talked about the Super Bowl hangover, some of the offseason stuff we saw about them. You know, is the coach going to go to Amazon? Is Aaron Donald going to retire? You know, is... uh. You know, all the different questions surrounding that team. They're making fun of Bill Belichick at the draft about, you know, the team, the player that the Patriots picked. And it just didn't seem to me like a team that I, I know it's very hard to kind of turn things around and and really bring back that same intensity after winning a Super Bowl. And I think they might struggle there. So I like the Niners in that division. But I think the Rams, if you look at the way they won last year, wasn't really a dominant team throughout the season. Can Stafford get stay healthy? That's a big question mark. So I think that's why you're seeing some resistance with the Rams um, as a premier team in the NFC. Man, Niners 2-1, to one, you can get mm -hmm. them right now to win that division. Pretty good value, it looks like. Yeah, looked pretty explosive. You never want to take much from preseason, but obviously Trey Lance, he we know he could throw the deep ball, but can he manage, you know, get to that second and third right. read? That's going to be interesting. Uh, Mark, uh, a little less than two minutes left to go here, but wanted to ask you if you've got anything already for week one. We're seeing the numbers move. 16 games in week number one, 10 road favorites so far. So road favorites, you know, week one, always kind of some danger spots here. So uh, if you're looking at these, you know, potential home underdogs with 10 of them on the board, any of them stand out to you for week number one? Yeah, some of the games I like in week one, um, I do like Green Bay against Minnesota on the road in that game. I just think that's a real tough spot for Kevin O'Connell to open up against 
you know, the winningest coach in football since he started, right, is, is Matt LaFleur in the regular season. So ton of success winning in Green Bay. And then plus, if you look at the team, Minnesota, what did they really struggle with in the secondary? That's their biggest challenge, you know, and now they go up against Aaron Rodgers and that Green Bay offense. And, you know, I think it's just a real tough way to kind of open, uh, you know, your NFL career in that kind of environment against Aaron Rodgers. So I like Green Bay there. And of course, I talked about Washington. I love Jacksonville, three and a half, four points. I think they're live in that spot as well. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch Jacksonville this year uh, with Doug Peterson. Feel like you have an adult in the room there with the Jags mm-hmm. this year, Trevor Lawrence uh, in year number two. Hey, Mark, really appreciate the time and the information. As always, do a great job at Yahoo Sportsbook. Enjoy the rest of the fake football, as I call it, before we get to the real stuff. Thanks so much, guys. I appreciate you having me on. Thank there you, Mark. Mark Drumheller uh, of Yahoo Sportsbook. Uh, by the way, the Raiders right now have a fourth and three, about five minutes ago here in the first quarter. I believe they're in field goal territory here against. At Bed 365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Vikings, let's see if we get points on the board there. You know my t-shirt would say, take the points. In, in, in the preseason, I don't care. So you do what you want to do in the preseason. Come on back. We'll discuss what's going on there and certainly in the golf and maybe a little fade or follow for some of the awards out there in the NFL. It is Betting Across America here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. If all the legs of the parlay hit but one, you're going to get your stake back in free bets up to $25. So log into your account or download the app. Sign up with BetMGM to take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt in to the one-game parlay insurance promotion. Then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any MLB game. If you miss just one leg of the, of the wager, you're receive up to $25 back in free bets. Major League Baseball trademarks are used with permission. 
Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. Back alongside Wes Reynolds, I'm Dave Ross. This is Betting Across America. As we were going to break, I mentioned that the Raiders had a dilemma. Fourth and three. Mm-hmm. So you can try for the fourth and three and go for it. Or kick a 23-yard field goal. Even I, in preseason football, say, Josh McDaniels, do you need to yeah. see John Carlson kick a 23-yard field goal? I've watched enough of these preseason games throughout the weekend. And look, uh, you're seeing all these guys. Sirianni went for it all the time in terms of... Uh, Actually, that actually cost me a wager on Friday night because I had the over 17 and a half, and it was right at 17. About 40 <laughs> seconds left to go. It's a fourth and one from the 22. It's like, yeah, you can go ahead and kick here if you want and put that over. He goes for it, gets stuffed at the line of scrimmage. You saw Frank Reich go for it a lot. He would go for it in his own territory a couple times early on yesterday. But do you think that when you, when you see that and you see those decisions made, again, this stuff doesn't count people. Mm-hmm. Do they change their stripes in the regular season, or is this more of an indication of this is who we're going to be? I would like to think that they would, because I think you've seen, I've seen a couple times actually with Sirianni the other night. In the regular season, he might have kicked. Right. I think, you know, in a, in a week one game, or, you know, especially early on in the season, hey, let's get points on the board. Let's not come away empty. But in the preseason, I think you want to work out some situations and say, okay, can I challenge these linemen, especially like if it's your second unit where you're going to keep probably three of them as depth guys where it's like, okay, can I count on them because they're going to have to be in some spots working with the first team when we get a guy that goes out. Can that guy get off the ball and get me a yard? You know, we're going to run up the right side, right up the right guards, you know what? Can he go ahead and get me a yard? So they're looking at those little situations, at least in preseason. Not to bring up a sore subject for yours truly. But last year, Tampa Bay, Philadelphia primetime in Philly. Mm-hmm. Bucks up 28-7, closing out the third quarter. Remember the final score, people? I do remember that my Philadelphia somehow got there somehow, some way. 28-22. The number was seven. When they went, when they went for the went two. For two, I was so mad. Like that's the one I went. I, like I was on the right side the whole way until mm-hmm. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Until literally the two point conversion. Then that that'll happen, and especially like preseason, you get all of these random ones. I saw one the other night. I think it was Cleveland against Jacksonville. Uh, Jacksonville laying like a point, point and a half in the first half. Pick six, about 20 seconds left to go. Cleveland wins the first half, 14 to 13. So you'll get these little weird situations. That's why I say in preseason, either bet it early or go ahead and bet it late. Maybe bet against the steam. You want to be the steam or be against it right before kickoff because you don't want to chase bad numbers here in the preseason. And with these totals being so low, you know, we haven't seen, I don't think, any totals in the 40s because we're not getting the full no. first team the whole game, so that's pretty obvious. But, you know, regular season, those totals are going to be mid to high 40s going forward. So that's why I think as the total is lower, the numbers are even tighter. Uh, by the way, Will's outscores is in a tie with Sepp Straka right now, both at 14 under par. He keeps missing fairways, and he keeps missing 5 to 10-foot putts. Mm. He had an 8-footer for birdie, uh, went ahead and missed that on 14. So, uh Will Zalatoris, Sepp Straka, I believe, in the final group with J.J. Spahn. So Zalatoris is the second to last group. J.J. So. Spahn is having a very disappointing Sunday. Yeah. That, 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 that trend of leaders in the final round of mm-hmm. the PGA Tour, 
I mean, it feels like just a bed. There was a reason why before that Smith penalty where Zalatoris and Smith were the co-favorites going into the final round. By the way, Will Zalatoris plus 120, Seth Straka plus 135. Trey Mullinax also not out of this. He's he's won on the PGA Tour this year. It was at the alternate event, the Barbasol Championship down in Kentucky. That was the same week that the Open Championship was held. Trey Mullinax has just won back at 13 under par. Plus 450, everybody else way out of it. This is a three-guy tournament at this stage. Yeah, clubhouse leaders are Lucas Glover and Brian Harmon at 12 under par. That's not going to be good enough. So no disrespect to Straka Molinex at this stage. But Willie Z, it this doesn't is, This is doesn't one I think you got, you got to finish. Right. Uh, because, you know, you are, I think, a more, even though you haven't won on the tour, you're a more classy player. I think certainly you have a lot more long-term potential Credit Sap Straka for winning the Honda and Mullinax for winning an event this year as well. Yep. But you got to break This through. is where because everybody's kind of falling off the pace. Rom didn't do enough to chase you. Morikawa didn't do enough. Finau, Bogey's late on eighteen. Fitzpatrick, Ugh. all the big names. M. All these guys have not chased you down today. So this is your tournament to win. And we've kind of seen what his bugaboo really is. It, it's those like. Four to eight foot putts. And he's he, putting better. Yes. Right? But still, these are his ball striking. And we had Rex Hoggard uh, on the first hour, and Rex laid it out in plain talk. Mm-hmm. He's the best ball striker on tour, and it's not close. He's number he's number one on approach so far this week. So, I mean, he keeps hitting these within like, you know, 10 feet, 8 feet, 7 feet. And it's like, you, you just got to make one or two of these, and you will put these guys away, and they'll go away. But... You know, leading on approach, uh, leading tee to green, uh, proximity, and all that stuff. So everything's on the line here for Zalatoris. And, you know, he's got to close the deal. I think if he does, this is kind of a seminal moment in sure. his career against a really good field. This is not, you know, a watered down field by any no. stretch when it's the first event of the FedEx Cup. So, you know, that's what you got to do. You got to find a way to get this done if you're Willie Z. And I know we're not in his head, right? We're not Will Zalatoris' head. But again, we mentioned it uh, certainly here at VEASAN. There have been a lot of people here been waiting for this break- breakthrough moment for Willie Z to come in. You got a really good number when you get, you know, 25 north of that 30 to 1 at some places before this tournament started. Do you think he's aware of, of who the guys – it's not the Tony Finau's. Right, it's not some of the classier he's, players he's out got, there. He's got to be looking at leaderboards, you would think. And uh, look, this is kind of an interesting week too because he does have a uh, he has a new caddy uh, right, on the bag this week. Remember, bag. remember, yeah, this is the yeah we're best friends. I don't know if you guys are best friends anymore. It is Joel Stock, by the way, <laughs> on the bag this week. He was recently with Cameron Tringali, but Joel Stock actually has won the uh, FedEx St. Jude before at TPC hmm. Southwind. That with his. Uh, College teammate Ben Crane. Oh wow! Now, that was all the way back in 2014. Ben so Crane. Ben, that is a blast from the Whoa. past, absolutely. But uh, Will Salatoris, look, got you got to finish it up, man. I think if uh, and a lot of people have backed him, I've backed him several times. So yep. have you. Yes. It's like this is the time where it's like if you're going to be one of the great ones, got to get this done. Uh, no question. Very quickly about that for those that are not familiar, I believe he fired his caddy, his longtime caddy. Uh, in the like, yeah, uh, after the, the second round, round of yeah. the Wyndham, and then he shot okay. I think he finished like top twenty. I think well, he was. Why would you 20. do it mid tournament? Is yeah. there any reason he, for that? He was. Uh, I guess some of the comments. He was like, "Yeah, it just wasn't going right, or whatever." I don't know. There's always more there. There, like, there's always yeah. a backstory, right? And we don't necessarily know the backstory, but you probably hear a variety of things. But nevertheless, uh, 
he elects to go ahead and make the change. And wow. uh, so we'll far, see. it's working out. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, he's 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 right there to win. I mean, he's played well enough to win when you're leading on approach and your irons have been that good. And by the way, he hadn't hit many fairways. I think he's missed like eight fairways in a row. He just missed another one here at 15. I think, and this is unofficial, and, and Elliot might need to check me on this, but I believe the only player ever to fire a caddy mid round in the PGA Tour is still Shooter McGavin. Right. <laughs> Fire iron, huh? I, I remember on the L, I remember on the LPGA, Jessica Corda did it once at the U.S. Women's Open and had her boyfriend, uh, come now fiance, on. come in and Near carry the bag. Firing? Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness, that's gonna be the ultimate insult if you're a caddy. You can't even make it to the end of the round. Yeah. And you're out of like, here. In game called the boyfriend, take the bag. I thought Shooter was well within his rights. Yeah. You gave me the wrong club. Yes. It's five iron, right? Uh, by the way, so right there, we'll keep updating those numbers. Uh, Trey Mullenick's making a nice push here. He is at 1,300 par, one back of Seb Straka and Will Zalatoris. Again, these are, Mullenick is a guy who I believe was one of the last players to get in uh, to the FedEx Cup mm-hmm. uh, and did have that win recently here in the PGA Tour. Sep, as you mentioned, uh, a, w- a winner earlier this year on the PGA Tour. For those guys, very quickly, that they're like, I got nothing to lose, man. I know I'm going to make it next week yeah. to the second leg, so why not go out? Yeah, and you win get this to thing? this point though, it's winning time. Okay. You know, it's time to go for it's it not and not try to win this event because this would be the biggest. Uh, you know, the first win for Zalatoris. This would be the biggest win for Straka and Molinax really in their entire careers. All right, so Straka just came up short a little bit on his birdie effort, so he's going to stay tied with Willie Z. We'll update those numbers as they change, and they are ever changing on the PGA Tour. But when we come back, we will do a little fade or follow here in the NFL with some of the awards that are out there and whether or not we think there's still good value in them. We're talking about MVPs, Offensive Player of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, and the Comeback Player of the Year, which could be very interesting, of course, the Coach of the Year. We'll discuss mm-hmm. all of that when you come back with Wes and I right here, Betting Across America on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Regular season football is just around the corner. The VEASAN team. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.